1: Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most five thumbed podcast network.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George Dimorellis. This is a show where we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you. Today on the show, I have comedian slash lawyer Andrew Portelli. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm good, George. How are you? I'm good. Did you like I put? Was it appropriate? Comedian first, then lawyer slash.
1: Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I haven't worked as a lawyer in in a couple of years, so um, I think gradually that there will be more distance between those two things on either side of the slash. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for people to know that uh, while I am a comedian, I still have money. <laughs> <laughs> just to let, yeah, it's yeah, a letter just any. i'm not broke (laughs) not yet yeah (laughs) pretty pretty soon (laughs) Um, it's been a long pandemic i am bleeding (laughs) it's not going good (laughs) it's not going good at all this has been a disaster (laughs) yeah
0: you're laughing and you're saying all this but i'm starting to get a bit concerned
1: yeah well you gotta laugh don't you (laughs) yeah
0: that's that's very true yeah um yeah what's going on How's, uh, how's it all gone
1: um yeah, everything's, everything's good. I'm, uh, I'm in the middle of um, moving house. So, um, yeah, I don't know what you mean. Like, what, what, what do you want me to say? <laughs> to be honest, I just threw it out there and then okay. I realised
0: the framing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in it's, what context?
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is everything okay? Uh, this is like a book thing, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. No, I guess uh, just to... Because on that, below, I think uh, just quickly we'll jump into the book. And go sure, sure. Just one sure. Quick thing is, so you you are like at the moment, pure comedy is meant to be your... Uh, yes yeah. yes
1: um yeah yeah i uh actually i i i quit uh being a lawyer in october twenty nineteen which was a really good timing <laughs>
0: you got like three months yeah, i got three
1: it's like taking my shoes off and then stepping directly into dog shit yeah <laughs> it's basically yeah, There's except no protection. it's your life yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah so that's okay so that's been a long year and a
1: half now essentially but we're we're at the other side right yes yeah, yeah 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 there's like positives yeah there's yeah i'm sure that things will get better now i mean it's not like that could get worse <laughs>
0: i'm glad we've got that on record now just yeah.
1: in case things get horrible all right yeah
0: um no, cool. Okay. Well, look, we'll start with the book and then we'll jump around from there and get more about of you course. as well because uh yes, rich history of lore and then comedy and stuff we got to all. Um but let's start with the book so your book of choice for today
1: is A Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula Le Guin.
0: Mhm. Um a guest classic of the fantasy genre in a lot of ways.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I think so. Um Yeah, I mean she's obviously an amazing like sci-fi, fantasy author. Uh, this is probably... Um, I've read a fair amount of f- fantasy, um, more than I would ever admit uh, in a social situation. <laughs> You're on the right podcast. <laughs> <That's>...
0: <laughs> like, were you like I would a never fan... talk about this in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were you a huge uh, fantasy geek growing up or just it's, as one of many books you can't, you can't um,
1: I mean, I, I read everything, but I did like fantasy and sci-fi. Uh, yeah, I mean... I only came to this later, but in in high school I read like all the, the Lord of the Rings and um, and uh, also I was into Wheel of Time mm-hmm. uh, by Robert Jordan. Oh yeah, and June, um, which is sci-fi, obviously, and also like um, Raymond D. Feist. You know, yeah, like just all the all kind the of classic. Yeah. Did you, um, did you uh, cl- like classic, I'm relying on a girl to ask me to the year 12 ball <laughs> kind of books because <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I've never heard that criteria. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's what I think. Of, I'm like, if you're reading these books and you're not going to ask, like someone better ask you, um, cause you don't have the confidence.
0: I read all those books. Oh yeah, actually that does make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone did ask me, I should say. <laughs> but,
1: oh really? Someone actually asked you? Yeah. Yeah. Don't sound so surprised, but yeah, um. I just I just can't believe like any I did I went to an all-boys school
0: so I didn't get to experience any of that uh, right yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: it's the very idea of someone like yeah it's great oh, I feel so special and ever since then I've been a feminist
0: <laughs> um it's actually John That's started just because I haven't discussed this someone before so with Raymond E. Feist uh friendly listening that's another one of the I always say Lord of the Rings is the catch-all for all these ones fantasy yeah. worlds with yeah. characters in it that one was unique in terms of just like how intergenerational the series were did you have like he wrote like Twenty or thirty books or probably more in that universe.
1: Yeah. How many of them did you read? Um I honestly I d I don't even know. Like out of all of them, those were the ones that were kind of like enjoyable escapism that then just left my mind immediately. So I remember the name was like Crondor, like Return to Crondor. But I, I honestly I don't remember anything about the books apart from the Name, Crondor, <laughs> which, <laughs> which does say it? a lot, I think, about what kind of um, books they are. Because yeah. yeah, there's no literature um, where there's a place called Crondor. Yeah. I'm it's mad. it's very much like, oh, you, you nerds are going to love this shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just thinking of that actually recently because I just finished uh, Brandon Sanderson's second book, The Mistborn Trilogy, and it's called right. The Well of Ascension yeah like, that is yeah that is that's you you're marking to a certain group with yeah. that the yeah well of ascension <laughs> yeah
1: well I mean the interesting thing about Ursula Le Guin is I think she's one of the few authors uh, like fantasy authors where you can you can read her and it's not seen as embarrassing these days because she was kind of i guess uh like feminist and uh like she there were just all these like there's all this other credibility that she has and because she's read uh, because she's written stuff that i guess would be considered literature as well sort of like margaret atwood i, I put her in the same category
0: yeah actually i totally do yeah like to the point of almost like i get confused
1: sometimes about who's written what yeah casually yeah. think about it yeah
0: uh margaret Atwood, the hands yeah. and yeah
1: because
0: that's like that's a left handed of duck yeah because i think of ursula k leguin and i don't even know if it's true because i haven't read her mm-hmm. in a while but i feel like even literary wise she was like her writing is probably
1: more literature yeah sort of
0: vibe you know what i mean well
1: i mean she's definitely a better writer um like just in terms of writing like even a sentence than Someone like Raymond E. Feist, who is just bashing them out. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, no, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's weird the ones that um, do that kind of crossover. I think, yeah, for the, mm. the that crossover from literature to like that, it is it, it's elevated to this
1: level. I mean, yeah, how, and, it, how, and it, how is it? And what? it's not pure escapism. Like this yeah, the, there's exactly. some sort of message snuck in.
0: Oh, that's that's what I was thinking because that makes you think of um, uh, he, the Golden uh, His Dark Materials. Have you read? Them? Yeah. Yeah, I always think of that, I kind of put that Yeah, where I just feel like it's actually written Yeah, well and like the, the, it's a very mythic, like it just feels deeper than just the book itself. Yes,
1: yeah, you know agreed. I mean, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean that, I guess that's true of all genre fiction. Um, there's always, you know, there's always that really pulpy stuff and then there's stuff that has more literary pretensions or is maybe um, like revisionist or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: He was doing more than just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hitting, hitting, hitting the dark the marks. One. Hit, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. A, that's why I think Raymond E. Fies especially, because, like, if, he, he just kind of did that cycle of things yes. like 12 times. By the end, it was like, it's an even bigger dark one. Yeah. We have to get even more powerful. <laughs> it's before. crazy
1: how big this dark one is. <laughs> that's right. He had the one, of, yeah, that's right. Mag- magician. That was his, yeah. That was the first yeah, 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 one. Yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now I remember. Um, yeah I mean I think Robert Jordan is kind of similar um, like maybe a bit better than Raymond E. Feist but mm. definitely oh there's no deeper meaning here this is just like let's just do a, like a build a big world uh, with many characters and then suck the nerds in uh, for <laughs> for 12 books
0: yeah <laughs> well they they, they they do say that uh he was doing a sort of a he was doing his own take on gender um, in society and stuff because obviously the women in that, uh, yes. this, all the powerful ones. Yes. So there was this view that it was actually quite a feminist. It's take interesting. On
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, but it was also um, like all the. He wrote the women characters so in such an irritating way <laughs> that it was really hard to be on their side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Basically, yeah. yeah. The, his heart was in the right place, yeah. but yeah. yeah. The, the sentences themselves yeah. were not uh, as a. Yeah. yeah. Helpful, I know what you mean. Um, so, what made this your like fave? I guess.
1: Um, well, I only reread it recently, um, which I, and I thought that would make it easier to talk about. Okay, well, that's
0: losing <laughs> a lot of credibility. <laughs> uh, but, but,
1: so that was my second or third time through, and it's. I think it's the first time that I really appreciated just how good it is and how much there is there, because. Yeah, I, I think the like the philosophy um, behind the books I've I've found it really resonated after like this whole um, pandemic and um, and and I guess uh, you know like do, doing comedy intensely for years and then having everything shut down and then like actually thinking about it quite a lot and reading this book and somehow it all came together in this weird way. Um so I, yeah that that was my my motivation um yeah okay yeah. so
0: what like uh, cuz i i've read it but like i told you before like yeah. years ago yeah. what is the philosophy kind of behind it again
1: okay so the 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 book at least the, the first book is about um ged and it's it's a um a story about this this young kid who has talent as a wizard and um he lives in like the stick somewhere, um, and uh, he discovers his talent, and then pursues his talent, and then it's his like journey from um, boyhood into manhood, like his training, and dealing with this um, like this evil that he's loosed upon the world uh, upon the world when he used his he used his power in an unwise, indiscriminate way, right? So. The um, there are always like Taoist kind of themes about um, like how the world is in balance and you shouldn't act until you know the consequences of your action. Um, and the, the best thing to do is to listen and to sit in silence um, and only do what is necessary. So... I mean, the the reason that I liked that was um, after we went into lockdown, um, I just got off social media completely, um, like this year, and like for how long? Um, I mean, how long was that big lockdown that we just got out of? Three, four months. Oh, the recent one. Yeah. Yeah, three months. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and before that, um, like we we'd been going through the comedy festival and. You know, a big part of being a comedian these days is um, posting on social media and just reminding people that you exist. Yeah. Um, and it's not just for people who might be interested in your work, like, you know, comedy fans, but also just people like other, other comedians and bookers and, and all that sort of stuff. You, you just always have to be in their faces. And, and I think that that has a distorting effect on how you are as a person. Um so how how so I, well just because um you know like I don't know about you my I don't like self promotion uh I like to just like get up and perform and then go home I I hate like having to post all this shit about um you know like this big gig that I did um and then feel weird and like have to keep checking the likes and all of that nonsense, and you, you know, just that feeling of like lack yeah. um, that that it generates.
0: No, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, like it's
1: just the it's.
0: Yeah, I mean, some people do it naturally; they're just constantly doing stories, and yeah. I think that that's just who they are. Yeah, but yeah, no, I am
1: very well, much the same. It's the equivalent of like going up to someone like that you know and going, "Hey, I just did this big thing," and it's like you would never do that if it was one on one, but for some reason, because it's all th- mediated through this. Like Instagram, or whatever it's seen as normal, yeah, anyway, so I just got off all that stuff and um, <clears throat> started hanging out like um, in the like the around the creek near my house, um, and then thinking about um, like you know why like white people do comedy and and all that sort of stuff, um, and I was reading this book at the time, and it occurred to me that um you know, like in the same way that um, a wizard casts a spell, a comedian tells a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Love it already, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, like I guess, you, yeah, there, there is like a degree of discrimination that you need to – or discernment that you need to exercise when you think about what kinds of jokes you tell or what, what kind of things you put out there um, – because it does affect things it does affect like how people see you but also maybe how people think or what people think is okay like there there are effects
0: um hmm. so you, you mean like in terms of just the the content of what you're saying the, the, content, the ideas that you're putting forward you want yeah. to be a bit you want to be slightly socially responsible without obviously that can sound like a stiff boring thing but like it means something what you're saying is it, that what you it, kind of mean
1: uh it, it means something um But also just like, oh, it's okay to actually think about it rather than going, it's a joke, so who cares? Um, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Did you feel like you weren't doing that before? Um, Well, I was – I mean, I definitely – my my view has always been the important thing is to get laughs and it it, it still is. Um, But, yeah, it it did make me think more about what what I was doing –
0: like, yes, yeah, so do you mean in terms of, I guess, because there's a few different ways I could, and I have probably opinions on all of them, but like I guess in terms of like how you're going about it, the respect you're treating it, or is it mm. more just like literally just, oh, the message you're trying to get across? Like how, I guess that's how I mean.
1: Um, I think it's, it's, it's probably more a, a thing of approach, like um, just trying to have uh, more... I think when you start, you just you just write jokes and you keep whatever works, um, and there's no more choice exercised than that because you're so desperate for laughs because you don't know how to how to get laughs, and then um, I think you know, you, you 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 keep going and it's like oh I know how to write a joke but how do I um choose like which jokes to tell, you know like actually you like ha- have some kind of decision-making process about oh i, I i'm not, my crit- criterion isn't just uh whether this gets a laugh but it's also am i being a prick or or whatever yeah you know um so yeah in the past it was just does it get a laugh and i like i've said some pretty outland like i've got some pretty full-on jokes um <laughs>
0: you do sometimes have a yeah, people might be surprised by the dark places you can go sometimes yeah. with your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Um, yeah. So, I, I, I guess um, yeah, that, that, that's that's what I'm talking about is um, just being a little bit more more thoughtful. Um, so
0: you're saying that the Taoist, which is the like I don't know much about Taoist Taoism, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So was that something you knew about before the book, and then you were kind of drawing it um, into it, and that kind of coalesced no, into something, or
1: n- no? So, I think I mean, I think we're all kind of familiar with the ideas of like the world is in balance and things that you do can put it out of balance and all of that sort of stuff. That's a pretty common yep. idea, um, yeah. So, like, that that's the basic philosophy that's presented in the book, yep. by by um, all the more knowledgeable wizards. And it's interesting because then, th- in this. Through the rest of the series, that then is complicated by by different things, and th- there are kind of like feminist overlays and blah blah blah. But um, and all that shit, you know. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just, I just mean like, nah, it, no. <laughs> like that's the good thing about her is that she keeps, you know, like she presents like all the, the wizards as these are the wisest dudes, <laughs> and then by book four, she's basically saying, yeah, these guys are wise in their way, but they're also like morons, and um, there are other forms of knowledge. So there's a kind of broadening out in in the series that I like. But, yeah, so so those themes are quite overt in the book, but I actually didn't connect it to, like, Taoism until you asked me to do this podcast (laughs) and I looked up the – on Wikipedia <laughs> I was like yeah it's Taoist so it's yeah a, that's good you won't uh, ask him more on this I'm sure yeah and it? I'm sure that there's not going to be a second question <laughs> once and once I say that word he's going to be like wow damn dude that's really I'm not to ask any more
0: questions about that this guy knows what he's talking about yeah
1: um, and I understand that Taoism is uh, Eastern <laughs> so <laughs> it's East you know it's East you know you got the East you got the West that's it. North, yeah, south. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, yeah. No, because I, I guess, does that reflect in like, yeah, the the idea of the balance stuff. And I, without spoiling it, I used to spoil all the books in this all the time, yeah. happily. But I do, and maybe it was because I was younger when I read it, but the ending of that first book, because mm. the whole journey that he goes on to yeah. figure out this shadow and what yes. he has to do. Yeah. I thought that was such a satisfying yeah. resolution. It was like, and so obvious. I love when it's so obvious, but... You don't realize, and then you're like, oh, of course, and then it just adds. It's it's brilliant. I mean, it's
1: because that's the other thing that I like about her is she doesn't have like these huge climactic battles. Really, the the conflicts that the characters have are usually resolved by um, learning, like knowledge and guile. It's like they're just trying to kind of make the right decision. So all the conflict, a lot of it is more internal than it is external, which is something I think that separates her from a lot of other fantasy, uh, where it's like who has the biggest army, and oh, like you know, even Lord of the Rings, um, so oh, our allies showed up late, and so there's this now, the tide of battle has turned. Mm. Whereas within it's with with with, with her, it's more. Um, the character is just trying to work out what is the right thing to do um and yeah i think that 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 end sequence um is a really good it's resolved in such a clever way that doesn't feel cheap but it's it's also true to the kind of elevated spirit of of the book
0: yeah and i think like uh, it's a good point like she doesn't just make it like the biggest armies battling
1: each other. Yeah. Who's the most powerful? Who's got and the biggest got energy bigger- beam, yeah, exactly. which is like all the Wheel of Time shit. It's yeah. like, whoa, and this beam was even bigger somehow. <laughs> and
0: then he did, oh, it looks like he goes, no, wait, he's got an even bigger beam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like a Dragon Ball Z so kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, the good stuff, whenever. I, although i got to say, I think um, Brandon Sanderson, who I mm-hmm. mentioned once, I think he can sometimes do well with that in terms of having some of the... Even though he actually tries to have his cake and eat it too because he has like quite these epic big battles, but at the same yeah. time he grounds it within characters making certain decisions at certain points, I think. Yeah.
1: I, th- I mean, I think that's, that's always the... Like there's always that balance in, especially in fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Game of Thrones was... Um, like tried to really push the character development and stuff, but it did have those big big scenes as well but I think that yeah maybe that's one reason that I think Ursula Le Guin bears rereading is because it's more adult Mm. you know even though I think um, A Wizard of Earthsea is seen as children's literature um, it's uh, in in a lot of ways it's like oh no this is written by an adult for adults like it's more it's, like, it's like this is an adult way of being in the world, mm. um, like a much more considered, quiet way.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah. like it's it's for kids is in, in terms of yes, like kids will joke, it, But it's actually for all ages. Is really what it is. Like it's, yeah. it's the the philosophy. Which I think that's why I I, I do think of a his Dark Materials trilogy kind yeah. of the same way. Just cause yeah. it's like yeah, it's yeah. kind of for everyone in a way. Yeah. Um. So it's talking of uh, the way she does and how you approach it, and that's what you liked when you read that. Uh how to connect that to the comedy that's what i'm trying to think of like in terms of your writing yourself because i yeah. guess how you look at it and how you look at the world and you yeah. like that yeah is there any connections you could draw there like as in when you okay let's let's take a step even further back and be like when you write stuff mm-hmm. firstly i assume do you do any writing outside of jokes
1: uh not really no no right, yeah so the main, it's r- joke r- Written a few angry emails recently <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's about it yeah, yeah. Look, who, who hasn't yeah have you,
0: have you sent them all <laughs>
1: no they're still in my draft okay yeah that's it, that's it. Look, I'll I be hitting that's send after we finish <laughs>
0: okay right. All right hear the fallout next time but the uh, what I mean though so it's different when it's comedy as well because you're writing ultimately with a shorter thing in mind than a novel yeah uh, but still do you approach it wanting to say something sometimes or is it just kind of whatever funny thing comes in your head like how do you kind of approach that side of things I guess with the comedy
1: um Well, comedy is weird because I find that as soon as you try to say something, it stops being funny. Uh, Like, I've never successfully communicated a message (laughs) through comedy, really. (laughs) Um, But, or at least not a literal message, but I do, um, like, all all my good jokes, there'll be a kind of feeling that I have of, like, something that I'm upset about or mad about or whatever. Um, And... Then I will uh, maybe talk about that feeling on stage or, or something, uh, and bomb, and then go away in the like sting of that bomb of that bomb, and write a joke that is the joke that I wish that I'd had the presence of mind to say while I was bombing. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of how I tend to do it. At least when I've done anything that has ended up working. Um, yeah, so usually there's a feeling and then um, I find like the, the if I'm going to find the right angle and usually it, like it's hard to write jokes so usually I don't but if I do end up finding the right angle on it in, to make it a joke it's usually after I've just sort of talked about it on stage enough f- for those people to hate me. And then I try to work out a way to say it where they don't hate me (laughs) and I make them laugh.
0: No, no, that's right. So like, I do know, sometimes I've done that where I'm like, I've got this thing,
1: I'm thinking I get up on stage and I'm like, oh wait, there's no jokes in this at all. This is just... I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess the difference between the two of us is that I then go back and write the jokes. (laughs) Nah, no time for that. I'm just opening it wing it all the way to the top.
0: <laughs> nah, look, it's true. I sometimes do fall into the habit of uh not writing back on stuff as much as I should. Yeah. Um do you have a st- structure when you do that? Like do you try to I guess with your writing style, do you write yeah. Firstly, I guess do you write much?
1: Yeah, write, yeah. I haven't ever found a like consistent um way to do it, but recently I've just sort of been typing in because it's so hard to get stage time at the moment like compared to pre-covid. When there are a lot more uh, gigs and open mics and whatnot, um, yeah. Nowadays I kind of just type on on my laptop, um, and and then I I was carrying notepad around, and um, yeah. I mean most of it's just trash or, or more like a diary, and then every so often I'll have something in there that I might try and stage. Right,
0: and yeah. it, so do you do it like a half an hour an hour like set a timer and then you can't move or like no 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 that?
1: no I just sort of um go to a cafe usually and order a coffee and then I'll stay for as long as I can without them getting annoyed you know cuz like they want to keep turning over yeah customers and like are you going to order food and I'm like nah <laughs> I'm just going to like so yeah I yeah, usually I just stay for a bit and and write until I feel sick of it. All right, okay. Yeah.
0: And do you and like? How often do you try to split it between new stuff, like writing out a new concept, or like revising more, or is there? Anything you do with that. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
1: Yeah, it's, it's always just sort of typing out what's on my mind and then every so often I'll go back and look at stuff that i've written but usually that that part of it only really comes before a gig and i'll just go back through my notes and see if there was anything that i wrote that l- look has the feeling of a joke mm-hmm. um because i always find that if you try to write funny it stinks but if you like write something normal and then um just cut out the funny parts then it sounds like you're a human being which is kind of important yeah yeah so yeah i guess that's how i do it
0: yeah okay no that that, i mean that makes sense like as in i've yeah i've heard or read about so many different strategies like one that i don't mind is like the just talk it out as well like stand Mm -hmm. up and just talk it out for five minutes and then just try to yeah take two sentences from it and then put it into something yeah yeah um but like I guess yeah, but then let's say you got a bit that you kind of like, whatever or yeah. you think it's okay. Yeah, surely you then got to keep going back to it to refine it
1: slowly. Or y- yeah, well I I yeah, I mean that's that's right. But I always I always have trouble. My, my biggest issue has always been like making bits longer because I can yeah I I guess because I was, maybe because I was a lawyer or something, but you're taught to write really concisely. So you know an idea that might be Big enough to support a five-minute bit, I will. I will have a thirty-second joke that uses that idea, and then I'm. I've moved on. So, um, I always find that if I do try to write stuff that's longer, um, everything that I write or the padding is just makes the joke worse. Um, so, yeah, the only way that I've really worked out to um, make a joke a lot longer is to talk talk it through on stage. And find extra punchlines up there, or, or, you you know like while while if you've got a hot room like and you're and your riffing, um on on a joke that you've done a, a number of times, but yeah, I find it really hard to sit down and write a long joke until I know that the first laugh is actually a laugh. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. and then after that you can, but then even then you
1: sort of develop more on stage still, rather right? yeah. Yeah, table. yeah. Right. It just feels pointless, like, to write a six-minute bit and you're like, I don't even know if the premise is funny, let alone, <laughs> yeah. you know, all these digressions in the fourth minute of it. Like, it just seems crazy to me. It just seems like a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, people do it successfully, but I just have never been able to do it.
0: Yeah, I've seen a few, a few people are like, they, yeah. Yeah, they can yeah they plan it all out and do the whole thing so it's yeah. really impressive do you uh actually to go on that comment about the hot room sort of thing and this is something which i rate. And actually you i've seen you do it a few times i've been like oh fuck i've got to be more aware mm-hmm. of what the room requires rather than just because i'll again the same thing you know gig much so for me i'm like oh, i want to try out this and this yeah you go to a room where it's just clearly not appropriate yeah and then sometimes i'll just do it anyway which is like poor form um but i've seen you actually do do you do you Switch around when you go to the room. Do you like be like, oh, actually,
1: this room is probably more appropriate to this? Uh, it totally depends. Like, yeah, it, it 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 depends on the context. If you're um, yeah, if if I'm getting paid, um, then I will do. I won't just go up and do new material. Ah, yeah, obviously. Um, but I might do some newest newish stuff in the middle. Um, and then everywhere else it's more or less fair game, you know, because like you know unless it's some place where you're not sure that you're going to get booked again if you don't really do well mm. then if you're not getting paid like i i think just go nuts go go nuts i mean it, it 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 depends like you always want to do well and stuff and it depends on your relationship with the person who runs the room or whether they trust that you were funny or not um but um yeah i i like to do new i, I mean and also if it's if it's a room where you're comfortable, then it's easier to do new. Whereas if you feel like, oh, I'm kind of on thin ice with this person who books this, then it's like, well, why wouldn't you just do old stuff and have a good gig mm. and cement your place? With, yeah, with just remind people. with that person, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so that they don't mind booking you again, and then maybe that next time you can do some new stuff, you can play around again yeah. like that, yeah,
0: right? Because yeah, if you don't. Uh, did you have you been around Australia doing your stuff as well?
1: Um, I, I mean, I've mostly done comedy in Melbourne, uh, but I started in Perth, and I do it over there when I when I go back. Um, and I've done some stuff in. I, I did a f- like three something <clears throat> gigs in Sydney a couple of years ago, and I'm planning to go back soon, and and Queensland as well, but. Um, yeah, I've I've mostly performed Melbourne um, and Perth.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and look, if this is too much detail, you don't want to give that. To sure. The code. But like, as in, how do you? I know a few people now who do comedy and like they get they like that's their full time job thing. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the time they also run rooms and things like that to try yeah. to cover the cost. Like, how do you? I guess from the cost point of view. <laughs> yeah. Sticking mainly to Melbourne, like, is that? Yeah. Do you do extra stuff to try to get there? How do you like kind of?
1: Um, well, yeah, so I run I help run a room with um some other people on Friday nights called Fresh Fridays at Club Voltaire, Fresh Friday Comedy. Um, which has been going really well. And I've run other rooms in the past and I'll probably run a couple of other rooms in the future. Um so that's part of it. And then I I only quit my job once I started getting some paid work. Like yeah. not not heaps, certainly nothing approaching um, the kind of money I was making when I was working full-time as a lawyer, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but enough that it wasn't, like, crazy to... Um, it was realistic. Realistic in the sense of, like, in in a couple of years, maybe this could be, like, viable. Not, not, not realistic, like, oh, this is already enough to live on, because it wasn't, but... Um, enough that it wouldn't be insane to, like, to leave. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so, um, so, yeah, it, it's it's partly running rooms, it's partly doing paid gigs. I guess the difficulty has been that with COVID and the borders, it's actually been impossible to travel around and perform. I mean, it's been impossible to travel more than 5Ks. Um, so I haven't really actually had a good look at, what what life would be like um, if everything was open? Um,
0: yeah, you only got like yeah three months of it right? yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm planning for for next year. Um, but I'm also excited because I've got an interview um, to drive a van uh, <laughs> to deliver uh, groceries. So, I think that's probably going to be a fair amount of my income, to be honest, as well. Uh, I read the honesty, yeah. Yeah. It's fair, yeah. It's fair enough for now
0: because, uh, yeah, it's, everything's
1: coming back. So it, Yeah, everything's coming back. And, the, you know, like at the moment, it's not just like everyone is coming back, not just people who are starting out trying to um, make a living as, as a comedian, but also um, people... Who are like on the radio or on TV? They also haven't been performing, and they they also really want to perform. And so, um, you know, good luck getting paid work when um, the you know whichever booker also has a message from someone off the project or whatever, yeah, um, saying, "Hey, can I jump up?" Like, yeah, yeah. that's all.
0: Thinking that people don't realize like that that that's yeah everyone's fighting for spots now so just like you everyone drops down the tally
1: while that's going on yeah 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 Yeah, and you're and you're like oh no you're nobody (laughs) at all (laughs) you're less than nobody (laughs) who the fuck are you (laughs) (laughs) who are you why are you messaging me (laughs) (laughs) quit (laughs) <laughs> yeah and that's so, how i feel when people message me for spots okay like, <laughs> who are you <laughs> who are you i know that we were talking the other day but this is different <laughs> now now yeah yeah
0: now i've got all the power it's yeah. all different yeah. um the i guess as you bring that up and the, the realization you had reading this book yeah. uh with the social media like the fact you took a break and then you had this yeah. view of balance and trying to do that I guess apart from the comedy side of things, like trying to, I guess, be more aware of what you're presenting on stage, as you mentioned, mm. does that also translate into like the lifestyle and things like that? Like trying to be more balanced yeah. and approaching Oh in yeah. Different ways?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, when I first, um, yeah, when I first quit, I, I kind of did it on the basis of like, um, I'm going to just go as hard as I can for a year and see how I go. So, All I did was um, like do spots, whichever spot I could do, I would do it like the best gig that night I would do that I could get. I would just do that. Um, So I was like, you know, I was hosting terrible like sign-up open mics for $40 and I was there for three hours and I was like, well, it's all stage time Um, and I'd do that. Like six or seven days a week, um, so yeah, I definitely um, was just like, "Oh, this is all I do, and this is all I am, and um, everything else will fall by the wayside." Um, but and and I probably would have kept doing that if if COVID hadn't happened. Um, but I think uh, after like going going through the lockdown and realizing that comedy can just disappear um does make you reassess and go oh well i also have to have uh, a life apart from this because you know if i ever get sick my comedy career like in inverted commas yeah. won't come and visit me in the hospital uh so i've yeah i've, I've definitely tried to be more balanced and um and kind of just enjoy my life uh like or, or like have good things in my life apart from comedy and
0: um right like what like friends and things like that or really yeah like yeah
1: spend more time on on friendships and not just view everything through the lens of whether it's gonna um help me make money from comedy but also um like oh uh, what would actually be good uh for me as a person that's why I'm excited to drive this van, man. Like, just... Like, obviously, it's time away from <laughs> writing and stuff, but I do think that having that van money on top of this, whatever I make from comedy will, will be a big boost. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I haven't even looked at the van yet. I'm so excited. Yeah, just it sounds inside. Like, look, but I don't a- even have the job, so um, I've just got an interview, but... Okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed, there. Fingers <laughs> crossed, and knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess
0: because <clears throat> it sounds like what you're going through is a lot of what like I think a lot of people in a lot of industries yeah. kind of where they're about the importance of the various things in their life um, and I guess that's kind of leads into so you mentioned yeah you stopped your career to go mm. into comedy and stuff yeah so yeah from having this realisation of being more balanced but you still want to do the comedy stuff so I yeah. guess in a in non-confrontational sad way but why do you want to do comedy <laughs> I uh, guess because
1: I, I like it um it's the only thing that I really like uh, that, yeah, I mean, I, f- I found it really hard to be a lawyer for so long. Um, I felt like I had this song in my heart that I wasn't allowed to sing, you know? <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that way, George? Hi, of course, yeah, every day. Yeah, um, yeah so... I th- and I think as well, part of the appeal of it is um it's so hard and so unrewarding and you get told so many times um that it keeps your interest whereas um like law like like studying it was challenging but um once you have a bit of experience like once you get your foot in the door and you have a bit of experience it's quite easy to progress in your career whereas comedy it's like people just tell you no all the time for years and um, it's so much more rewarding when you, when you get something good <laughs> you get a it yes it's yeah it's like hey do you want to do um, a 10 minute spot uh, the pay is $50 and it's like this is more satisfying than when I put a pedophile in jail <laughs> 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 that was good for society this is good for yeah, me this is, I'm like, which me is, is such a person. crazy Thing, but um, I don't know what this says about you and relationships in general. <laughs> just treating well, you mean, keep you keen by well, the sound of it. I mean, there is obviously something fucked going, but, but um, yeah, it was um, <clears throat> and 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 I think also, uh yeah, I I always wanted to write or do something creative, and um, it was just like you know the, the usual sort of factors that lead you into professional careers, but um. Yeah, comedy is the one that has fit the best with with my life, and I guess what I like to do, and
0: what you yeah, and what you actually want to do as well. Yeah, Yeah. no, that makes yeah, perfect sense. Yeah, Uh, the actually again, just go back to writing thing for one more second Mm -hmm. because, like, I guess you 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 read, um, you appreciate good language and stuff like that. So, do you ever try and sit and like? zhuzh up your writing i guess like as in if you've written a joke do you, or do you like intentionally try to make it sound cleverer or like not cleverer, like to show off how smart you are but more yeah. like more
1: interesting i guess and engaging
0: in terms of the forms of language used or whatever
1: um not really i mean i um yeah I, I guess the only thing that i try to do is make make the punchline as like clear as possible or like just make the joke as cle- clean clean As possible, and I don't mean in clean as in not swearing, but uh, clean as in the audience knows exactly what you mean, and they know exactly why you're saying that this thing is funny. So they know, like, so that it's set up, and then the punchline is tight. Mm. Uh, So yeah, I mean that's that's my goal, and um, I'll use whatever language to. to get there but uh, yeah I, I i i don't think i usually use a lot of big words i try to not use many words or like any big words usually the shorter the better yeah yeah it's like, and the, yeah the lawyer thing. clean clean yeah. clean, clean. concise yeah. clean and like yeah, yeah short sharp and make sure it's all very easy to understand well and and reliable because i'm such a bad performer and like i mean i like getting a little bit better, but um, especially when I started, like if, if a joke wasn't funny on the page, there was nothing in my performance that would make it funny <laughs> to the audience. So it had to be funny on the page. Like I, it had to be – see, that's what I mean. Like it had to be like a spell. Like it had to be like an incantation of these exact words in this exact order and if it and written well enough that I could just say it Mm-hmm. With in my own shitty monotone and dead eyes and not moving on stage, and the audience would still laugh. So that that's that, that's kind of when like where I came from, uh, because I was such like I was so scared of performing. Um, so that yeah, that's that's kind of how I try to write. Um, although that like is getting harder and harder. What do you mean? Oh, just – it's just so hard to write jokes like that. Like, it's so – it's so hard. Like, I was writing – like, I'd have a new seven minutes every year, which is not enough. Mm. Um, it's it's impossible to, like, to to build material that way after a while. At least it is for me.
0: Yeah, I guess it's it's that it's that wall that uh, one-liners can fall into almost. So that you yeah. don't do one-liners, but it's yeah. the same thing where
1: it's, like, just the- – It's so – time-consuming yeah and you're turning and because you're like for such
0: little reward yeah because like you're saying you're only doing 30 seconds on a bit that could go for five minutes it's almost yeah yeah. in someone else's hands yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. is that something you want to try to work to
1: yeah 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 i'm trying to get better at that yeah yeah
0: because i was going to say as well in terms of your performing thing i feel like the monotone sort of lack of movement and stuff that's also that can be funny though
1: that that sure but i mean if you're going to do that, then what you have to say becomes so much more important. Mm. Whereas if you have a funny look or voice or whatever, that makes <clears throat> just your words funny, or you know, it's it just it just puts a lot of pressure on on the running.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Kind of, i was at a crutch rack and have like a level of energy on stage, which can usually get an audience tired of having fun without yeah. having to actually write the uh, thing underneath it. So. Yeah. It's good practice for you to do it that way. I think, yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. you yeah. can. Um, it forces you to, do, yeah. Although seven minutes a year is probably, but it's good,
1: it's good seven minutes, eh? It's yeah. It's like some of it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, well, conference? I mean, I've been doing it for like nine years. I've got maybe fifteen good minutes, which <laughs> is crazy. But <laughs> what do you mean? I've got what? I've got fifteen good minutes that I could do for like a paid set, right? I like I said, but you really reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're probably being a bit self-effacing, surely. No. No? No. Obviously, I've got, you do
0: so much good stuff. You're great.
1: Yeah, but out of that, like 15 minutes of it is like consistent enough that I'd go, oh yeah, I'd do that okay. at, at a big club. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, yeah. oh, no matter what, this stuff's going to hit. Um,
0: <clears throat> well, or like 90%. No what. Yeah, 90%,
1: yeah. 95%. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You can never
0: be fully in control no. of the crowds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, and this might be a dead end completely <laughs> um did does the fantastical element like so do you read it completely outside of that like do you go you read all types of literature or is it like yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: so like did you, was there a change in that over the years did you start reading more and more like non-fiction and fiction stuff or do you kind of it's always been kind of spread everywhere
1: um I've had a few different phases um when I was in high school I read a lot of fantasy because I got bullied <laughs> and <laughs> as then, you've established yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um Yeah, fantasy and sci-fi. And then when I got to uni, I started reading the classics. Yeah. Um, And uh, since then, I've kind of broadened and I just read everything now. Mm. So, I read a lot of non-fiction, a lot of books on psychology. um, And, uh, yeah, and I've only just started getting back into like more modern literature. Like I'm reading the new Sally Rooney at the moment. Yeah. um, Yeah. So, yeah, so I I start – I don't read – very much sci-fi fantasy anymore um usually i'll just read it after i've read something a bit more intense and or, or dense um and then i'll just read it as a, like a palate cleanser or some, yeah, like a fun yeah it's kind something of, easy um hmm. just to take a break yeah it's kind of exactly how i kind yeah. of do it i'm like yeah read something yeah. more dense and like okay well it's like gaming like i just feel the further i get into adulthood the more Embarrassing it is to like play video games or to read fantasy unless it's good, yeah. You know, because um, otherwise, I, you know, what are you doing, really?
0: <laughs> well, look, that could be what people like, you know. As long as,
1: <laughs> well, I'm just saying for, for my own, my, yeah. my own perspective, my own life. I'm like, no, nah, not for me. Yeah, if it's, uh, it, it's, if, but if you're not finding you join it, then yeah,
0: <laughs> there is definitely no reason in reading fantasy all day if you're not enjoying the hell out of even, it. But it. even
1: I, I do enjoy, it, but it also feels like this isn't how I should, this isn't what I should be enjoying. You right. Yeah. Oh, so there's an element of that. Oh, well. yeah. 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 I want to be a serious person <laughs> who reads serious literature. <laughs>
0: Look, I guess that, yeah. that's the way, I mean, I guess, yeah. I would have said, just as you're getting older, you get more concerned with time. So. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's like definitely I'm just, a part Like I'm just like my it. time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't what, do
0: 50 fantasy books because it's just, I don't want to use my time. Exactly. Just for that. And yeah.
1: what's this going to, add to my life Mm. if i get into the mystical world of crondor you know and i know all these characters like yeah but you're still like 34 driving (laughs) a van driving a van (laughs) hopefully 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 i'm driving a van
0: Uh, it's hilarious. Okay. One actually, and I just remembered one other thing I was going to ask you before. Um, so now you've said how it's switched and uh, I guess, and I don't know if this is going to tie in at all with the balance you yeah. found or whatever, but you already said how you really enjoyed your time you took off social media over yeah. the COVID time, which yeah. again, fair enough. And yeah. it frees you from a lot of the yeah. pain. But as you also said, it's needed. For mm. the career of especially yeah. something in these days, how fucking ridiculous it is everything is self promotional yeah. that stuff, how are you gonna I guess find the balance in that now if you're like going back into that now are you going to yeah. are you going switch back to doing it are you going to try a different angle or like yeah what's your what's your thoughts there
1: um, yeah i'm not sure I, th- I mean I'll, yeah i'll keep I'll, I'll definitely do it, but I'll just try to do it in a way that <clears throat> where like my priority isn't um self-promotion at the expense of my own peace of mind like I, I get really you know like you post something and then you're just always checking the likes and checking the views and all that sort of stuff i i definitely do that and i hate it so yeah i'm just going to try and be a bit more conscious of, of how i do it and um probably not do it as often and yeah. post stuff that i'm more comfortable with mm, i can
0: choose yeah Stuff you actually like and you want to yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah that's the ideal (laughs) yeah and I yeah I guess just treat it more as a kind of necessary evil than before where I was kind of confused about why I was doing it yeah
0: right okay so yeah yeah, you had that yeah really that's the worst if you're confused about why you're doing it then you're like why yeah yeah you're you're like I know that I
1: should be doing this I don't know what I'm trying to get out of it yeah yeah
0: okay well hopefully that's a more healthy. Yeah, Yeah. reckon. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, I guess that uh, brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks very much
1: for being on. Thanks. Uh, Was this? It, is it meant to be a comedy podcast? No. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I haven't been very funny.
0: <laughs> it's a whatever podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not a. It's not a riff. Okay, it doesn't have to be us riffing for Perhaps. an hour. No, no, it's it's because it's about you and stuff. So unless yeah. you just want to riff on,
1: no, more. Yeah, but stuff if I do gotta... think of anything funny, I might just send it. I'll record it and send it to you and you can just
0: I'll add it straight it in. in. Yeah. I actually really hope you do now. So there's a really obvious bit halfway through. I was yeah. like, what was that? And then we were explaining it right <laughs> yeah. now. So yeah. now I'm expecting it. Um, cool. Okay. So the one last thing, even though we've just discussed your distaste for social media and stuff, but yeah. is there any way anyone should follow you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. To to absolutely. Or anything they should watch. Yeah.
1: Yes. So um, follow me on Instagram, um, instagram.com. <laughs> i've been searching my name no one's <laughs> <out>. <laughs> uh, no, instagram.com uh, forward slash enter the portman um, enter the portman uh, and i'm also on tiktok uh, and my my handle on there is enter the portman and i'm doing a trial show um at club voltaire on saturday the 18th of december at 7.30 p.m. So I'm trying to get ready for uh, the various festivals next year. So I've got a bunch of um, new material that I've been working on and I'll be doing an hour. You're going to do an uh, hour? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: After your claims of having <laughs> Yeah.
1: Dude, I've written so much good shit. Yeah. Uh, just, look, <laughs> ignore, that
0: that <laughs> ignore that stuff before. Ignore that stuff
1: before. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, yeah, I'm going to be doing an hour of really good material um and that is on the uh, 18th. 18th of December at 7:30 at Club Voltaire. I like you i it um, written
0: down ready to like drop in, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll make sure to release the episode before then. Yeah. Uh the are you doing how many festivals are you doing next year?
1: Uh I'm doing Perth. Uh Perth uh, Frin- the Fringe World Festival. I'm doing three shows there. My show is called The Only Way Is Up. And then I'm doing a split show in Adelaide Fringe with Nick Kwan um, called Top Shelf Comedy. And I'm hoping to do Melbourne as well. Um, but details are TBC. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, thanks very much for being on. That was a good time.
1: Thanks, George. Right. See Cheers. you. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at SansPants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's sanspantsplus.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,